Hey guys, welcome back to the Digital Income Family Podcast. We are so stoked to be here with you guys. I actually wrote Doug in to do a special episode. Straight lured in. Because I get this question a lot and I did, well, I guess I should say what it's about, but basically today's podcast episode, we're going to talk about why we made the decision to pull our, I think, three or four year old out of daycare, or not daycare. It was yeah, like a homeschool, preschool, preschool, preschool daycare. Homeschool, preschool, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and homeschool our three children. Mm-hmm. After never being homeschooled ourselves, we totally went the regular like public We'll slash some that. private yep. college. Yeah. And so I did a video about this actually on my mom channel. I'll link that one down below. It was very provocative. Mm-hmm. It was called like schools are failing. Yep. Got a lot of like new exposure from that video for obvious reasons. Um, but I feel like there's a lot missing to the topic of like why we chose specifically like for our family's values to homeschool our kids. Now this podcast episode is not going to be like a bash fest of public schools. No, or... I feel like that was the YouTube video. Right? No, it I'm wasn't. Doug, <laughs> suck it. Okay. It wasn't like that. But it was really more like... Like that video that I did was more about like the flaws I see in the system. And Doug agrees with me, obviously. Uh, But this video is going to be about what do you want to explain? This is more like the the positive upsides to homeschooling plus less of the like external factors. Okay. Because external factors being like safety and, you know, um, knowing what your child's being taught and what kids are talking to your kids and what they're talking about and things like that. Like to me, those are external factors. Mm -hmm. This video is going to be more like the internal character building, like, you know, showing your kids that there is a different life that can be lived. That's usually not as conventional. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be more about like the lessons that we teach them or like the, uh, the, what am I trying to say? Like the habits that we, that we show them and stuff like that. So it's going to be more stuff that's intrinsic that builds their character as adults. All right. So of course we go to record. This (laughs) is like our third time trying. Honestly, we're usually a little bit more put together than this, but the baby wakes up. So if you're watching this, which actually you can watch this, if you're listening to it on on our YouTube channel, um, that's where we have all our podcasts just slapped on there. Um, but the baby's asleep on my shoulder. The 18 month old baby boy. So asleep. Dude. But we're still gonna do the episode because YOLO, you gotta, yeah, you gotta I think move we on. Might as well. This the is an indication. Might, the framing might be a little bit weird, but yeah, this is an indication of our life, you know. Yeah, this is basically. Um, but anyways, works. okay, so yeah, we wanted to cover like the pros of homeschooling for our particular family and yeah. like our newfound mindset as to being like self sufficient with our mm-hmm. businesses um, and working less, living more. You know the cheesy phrases. But anyways, you want to talk about like the background of like how we were raised yeah. briefly because so, I feel like this is important. I know people might think that like it started out this way. No, right? They might think that this is what you're born into. And in some I honestly cases, thought that it is kind of like that a yeah. little bit, you know, but that wasn't the case for me. Okay. So for me, I was raised in a very traditional, like go to school, get good grades. My, my dad's Japanese or he's part Japanese. And so like his not to be like completely stereotypical here, but my grandmother's from Kobe. She, you know, put this into him and he put it into me. I needed to go to school. I need to get good grades. I need to go to college. I need to get a good job, like, yeah. like a good career, you know, get a career and you stick with that career and you stay with that forever. Mm-hmm. And so that's been drilled into me forever. So I've never once thought of starting my own business, going against the grain. I've always been taught to like do what everybody else is doing because that's what you do. You fall in line like a little ant that follows like the trail yeah. you know, to the bait. And so yeah. that's how I was always raised. And it was a very heavy emphasis on, on grades in school. Yeah. Okay. And never free thinking. Yeah. So I don't know if your life was any different, Haley. Mm, yes and no. What do you mean, <laughs> Doug? You know. <laughs> well, that's, I'm trying to set it up oh, here on sorry. the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, um, for those of you guys who know anything about me, 
maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but my dad's been an entrepreneur ever since I was, before I was born, always starting and failing and starting more businesses. And if you're in the baby boomer era, it is incredibly hard to start a business. You're literally knocking on doors. So my dad did not have it easy like we do nowadays with social media. Yeah. yeah. With the dial up and the, even before that. So like from my perspective, like owning your own business was incredibly hard, but it was something that I saw great reward in because my dad was just such, he had such, he still does like such a passion and vigor for life. Um, and I attribute that to his like hundred percent Portuguese, like heritage. That's just how him and my grandpa and like my whole family is on that side. They're just like so energetic, so motivated for life. And he's still like he's that. Still he's like, like that, 70 like or something every, every day. Yeah. So I always saw that. But on the flip side, my mom is like, she supported the family most of the time. Cause my dad was always investing our money in crazy things. So she was a nurse and my mom was raised nearly like with a single mom and she had like three siblings. So they're all nurses. The entire family turned out to be nurses, which is crazy. And they're all just like work for yourself, like women empowerment. That's how my mom's family is for good reason, obviously, but like you need to provide for yourself. Like do not marry and then don't have a job. Like I always, my mom was always telling me that my dad was always telling me be an entrepreneur. Like they're total opposites, but they are still married, happily married. Um, And so when I met Doug, I was still like teeter tottering between like my mom and my dad's like characteristics, I think, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because we met in college at a fraternity party. Not that this is our our, like origin (laughs) story, but yeah. And so you were always pursuing business. I was like, well, I'll try that too. Cause like he can do it. I can. There was this thing like in scores, like if you wanted to get places in business, we went to a really like a school, we went to a college where like business was the thing you did there. Like it is a business college Mm -hmm. and Haley was in communications or something. So she was trying to be a journalist or something. Like she was (laughs) trying to do something where she wasn't getting anywhere. (laughs) Right. And so, um, when I met her, I was like, you're in calm, like whatever. And I was like, screw you. So then then she switched and ended up doing accounting or finance, which is like the biggest change. But anyways, I already had my path in my mind, like settled and set. Okay. Like I was, and you did get, up until like five years ago. I know. <laughs> and, and so like I had it settled, I had it set. I was going to be in business. I was doing marketing. I was going to go into like internet and digital marketing. I was already working for jobs while I was in college, getting experience, doing that kind of stuff. My yeah. path, my trajectory was set in stone. Yes. And D- Doug actually ended up getting like um, an agency job in LA after college. Mm-hmm. And his dad is so cute and so funny. He's not cute, but you know what I mean? He would like, we'd be driving because we live in, we lived in LA together and there'd be a billboard and his dad would be like, Doug, is that from your company? Like, wouldn't he say that? Well, no, yeah, yeah. You're it's, like, dad, it's no. because one of my clients was Toyota. Like yeah. I handled Toyota's SEO. And so they, there would be like billboards of Toyota stuff. And he's like, Doug, did you have anything to do with that? I was like, no, dad, no, I don't. I'm not. <laughs> he was I'm just so proud. Like Toyota. his parents are to they, give you they'd, any they'd idea. Send, they'd send me pictures of like my office. So and, like they proud. wanted pictures of me in front of my office. Yeah. They're so and proud. And my desk. And, and the day just, that you oh told them God. that you were going to quit was like, it was day, like the worst. Like the day just I like, died, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you died to them. Just kidding. We have an amazing relationship with his parents and they'd laugh. Yeah. They're fun. They're coming down soon. They're going to come hang out. They're totally understand. Well, not really. I don't think anyone gets it. You know, they get it now but yeah for a long time after i quit they were like sliding me 20s and stuff yeah (laughs) yeah for good reason just kidding i know right but that was that was the thing was that they they also pictured me that's how heavily ingrained it was they pictured their son doing what they wanted to do and it was ingrained so heavily on me that i pictured myself doing it yeah and that the moment that that's just the way it was yeah everything was just like yeah like so up in the air. It was so yeah. weird. And so we're not going to really dive into this because if you go to podcast episode number one, we talk about like 
why we were YouTubers, why Doug mm-hmm. quit his job, mm-hmm. and why we're not, we really didn't like that necessarily at the very end. We're grateful for the whole experience and you guys that are still watching that came from that channel, like so grateful. Yeah, um, but anyways, we're not going to talk about that so much in this episode, but no. you can watch that first episode to know about like how, like how the heck we got here if you don't know. But anyways, so back to pulling our kid out of school. Yeah. <clears throat> so we were on that traditional path and we ended up becoming entrepreneurs for a lot of different reasons mm-hmm. discussed it in the first episode. Um, and so we put our firstborn Annabelle who was three or four. I don't even know in like a yeah. daycare. What was it like? Some no, kind of play school. It was like it a preschool. Was, it, yeah. it was a legitimate preschool. I mean, it's just like her age group was like, not yeah, as they formal just play school. They more like played did story. Yeah. And I always felt like, well, cause I went to daycare my whole life, like growing up, really didn't like it. Like yeah, it's not that the true nothing, story yeah. right here. it's not like anything happened to me, like nothing tragic. I just wanted to be home. Like I want to go home with my parents and I was always the last one left. I just wrote like a string of emails about it. Yeah, but anyways, you'll, way, you'll we'll know. have a little sign up for that somewhere. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I always want to just be at home doing my own thing. I didn't want to be told what to do. And I think that's partly because my dad, um, obviously. And so, yeah. So when we went to put our child in the preschool, whatever, it's called um it's honestly like a day because they just play i always felt extreme like a hundred out of ten guilt and doug was like like, doug never went to daycare so he's like what's wrong with you like i went to public school like my whole life though you know and so being dropped off and not seeing my parents for an extended period of time was normal to me yeah but i went to school and daycare i know but the daycare thing really hits you hard like i get it like it's it's one of those things so (laughs) not for everybody just me okay we would drop her off at the daycare and i would sit in the parking lot and like watch her (laughs) because i was like doug (laughs) you gotta make sure you gotta make there school. was for me There's like there you know, is it's the worst and then when i volunteered because it's like a co-op thing where the mom there was a bully girl and i was like not today like oh <laughs> so anyways i just was putting my child my firstborn in daycare because i was like i have to work online like mm-hmm. how am i ever going to get anything done for good reason but also i couldn't like effectively manage my time like at all yeah. I, yeah. my priorities are out of whack so we pulled her out right before covid because i was like screw this like my mental state yeah, is going down the tube. Nothing to do with COVID, which is yeah. crazy. So we pulled her out like right before COVID happened, and then the preschool was like, "Hey, we got to shut everything down. We're gonna keep all your guys's money and just do online classes." And we were like, "Online this classes crap. for preschool." I forgot okay. about that. You so, would remember that. Yeah, this is a joke. <laughs> Doug's like, "Get so, cheapy." But what happened was we were like, "Okay, now maybe we should really start to look into preschool and see, or not preschool, but homeschooling because that's what people are doing. Maybe we should see what's happening." So we educated ourselves dude like lots people. of it and everything was just mind-blowing i read the point. book well i talked all about this yeah, in my youtube video down. i already know where this is going okay, dumbing us down we're, we're gonna get away from that side and of total like mindset shift yes between what i thought were freak homeschoolers honestly like you guys are thinking right now a lot of you guys i used to think that i mean they're not wrong sometimes, I mean, but yeah. there's a lot of weirdos at public school too, like straight yeah, up. But I, I digress. Okay. But you know, I thought that. And so we read a lot and re-indoctrinated, whatever you want to call it, like Absolutely. de-schooled ourselves mm-hmm. ourselves. And yeah, we were like totally like homeschool, like so this, on the bandwagon. Yeah. So this was, I would say this is one of like the biggest things that happened here. Okay. Like, yeah, we learned all about the things with the safety and the stuff. And we talked about that kind of stuff, obviously. But the biggest thing was, realizing that there's core pieces of life missing like core pieces like the of, biggest of, of pieces like, yeah of like yeah. life instructions and teaching that's missing from um but you know regular schooling education things like in regular school they're like you know they teach you that money is isn't is like it's not fruit like you know it's it doesn't abundant. grow on trees there's not abundant you know like they try to teach <clears> you all this stuff that basically like restricts your ability to think yeah and it's things like you know like um you know time like you should be working as much as you can trading your hours for dollars yeah and like debt you know, is you evil know, we wrote some of them evil. down yeah um, um you have to get a job a job is how you make money it's like yeah. 
bring your mommy and daddy to work day and talk about their job kind of thing. Nothing's wrong with that. No, but what it does is it just trains them that yeah. it's like, well, my mom or dad's not like a firefighter, although my dad was a firefighter, but it's like, it's not like an entrepreneur. Like that's such a, such a different thing. You know, people like, oh, what does your daddy do? It's just different. Yeah. They go to work for somebody else, which yeah. like I said, is nothing wrong with that. My mom's a nurse. Like she loved her career to an extent. Like there's always pros and cons with everything. Um, and I'm not knocking that. No, but we were just if you realizing. have a passion for being a teacher or a nurse, like you do it, you know, like it's not that you don't want to, you know, have to do that if you're homeschooled. It's yeah. just like, yeah. it's a limited view of the world. It's, it's like, know? it's like, I would rather have my kid have a hundred percent view of the world and decisions they can make I mean, rather much than just 30%. Yeah. You know, that, that's what I, that's what I felt school was doing was just restricting the ability to do that. So the other things we sort of wrote down, I mean, minus the fact that like, you only learn, which I guess is on the list, like you only learn what they tell you to learn. Like yeah. you can't go and explore some subject that to your to the fullest extent because mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. interested in that subject. You like skim off the top of every subject and a lot of them are nonsense um, because that makes you educated, you know, like so the definition of education is like not yeah, deeply sub- understanding it's a very, something. It's a very subjective thing. Yeah, it's you're that. like basically just knowledgeable about a bunch of little things. And obviously, we're not a big fans of the grading system. We're not mm-hmm. like full full on unschoolers, but the pass or fail it just trains you to fear failure. And I was a terrible student, probably mm-hmm. why I'm here. But Doug was an amazing student, and you're still homeschooling your kids. So yeah. it's not just because of me. Obviously, he's yeah. on board too. But yeah, anyway, so we wrote some things down like they, you know, school kind of teaches you debt is evil, which makes no sense because everyone gets into college debt. So I guess it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Doug says, time is abundant and can gladly be traded off for more dollars. Yep. You have to be told what's important to learn. A yeah. job is a primary source of income, like he said. Retiring yep. when you're old, sacrificing your entire life mm-hmm. to live, mm-hmm. which you're this is like the number one reason why you're not about it, because. Doug wants to do his hobbies like within the next 10 years 68 and trying to like trying to race a car car, that's his hobby yeah I always use this example to people like we were gonna my dad is 60 he's 68 or something like that or no he's like 64 somewhere around there he's close to retiring he's close to getting all this stuff and whatever and we were gonna buy him a birthday present to go race NASCAR and and do like 108 miles an hour do all this stuff because he loves cars and he actually said no because he's too old now and he's afraid that if he died, life insurance wouldn't cover it. <laughs> he's just like, okay. he, he laughs too. Okay. Like he's <laughs> yeah, great. he laughs he's about it and he would really want to do it, but that's a real thing. Yeah. Like you're so old now and you've kind of like missed the boat to be able to do your, your, the thing that you want to do. Like that's, yeah. I don't want anybody of my family to have to do that. Yeah. We want to live in the present as much as we can. We are all about sacrifice. Trust me. We sacrifice so much. Mm-hmm. Like it might look like we live like some type of cushy life, which we do, but like, lots of stress lots of toil to be able to Mm -hmm. work and Mm -hmm. live where we want with our like careers like working online um but anyways yeah so we want to be able to enjoy life now with more money than just like a little bit you know so anyways yeah and being able to help people what we wrote down here oh the other thing was to like you know you work for your family but you have to rely on other people for that work that's another thing that's taught like within that system that that we feel like okay yeah The, the overall moral of the story here is that to us in our opinion like the the school system was having you you know, settle for less and kind of give up on those passions because it might not fall under constraints. If it fell under constraints, then fine. Like that was great. Yeah. You go to school and you get your four year degree and do whatever that kind of stuff. But 
what we wanted to believe and do as a family was a lot different, right? Yeah. And so what, I know we wrote a lot of that we, stuff down I mean, too. there's so many other things, like so many other things, like the fact that you, that the kids have little time to pursue their interests. And I, one yeah. of my friends who I do really like, like on Instagram, she's like, what about after school? I'm like, there's hardly any time. They're so exhausted. Like, and no shade to my sister's kids. She would tell me the same thing, but we're very close. So there's no like weirdness here, but she's, I see her kids after school. They're inc- incredibly exhausted. They're in elementary school. Yeah. They're depleted. You know, like they don't want to do anything after school. And obviously there is after school activities, which I'm not against or anything, but it's like when you have to do exactly what everyone says for a good, like however many years, what, 10 Mm -hmm. plus years of your life. It just, for me and like after coming out of college, there's hardly anybody in my life in their twenties and even thirties that wants to open a book. Nobody, nobody opens a book that I know. You know what I'm saying? You know, they just watch YouTube and Netflix. Like they don't want to learn. Like it takes away the like, excitement for learning because, because learning well, is shut forced, off at 3 p.m. when yeah. school's done and it's not you know? just that but you're forced to learn something yeah. you don't like yeah and so i know we were we were going to talk bad about this but whatever <laughs> you you're forced yeah. to learn things you don't like so it creates this this connection between learning and something i don't like yeah okay like nobody wants to sit there and has to learn like quadrat the quadratic equation you know what i'm saying so i mean maybe some people i know that is but but minus the whole like you regurgitate for a test and test and throw it away the next day but that's like the story of my life like memorize throw it away i know so now we try to think about it differently yeah okay we obviously want to our values our children yeah yes our values are different and so we want to be able to teach our children and show them the biggest thing is showing them in my opinion showing them that different things like you know money is in fact abundant because if you don't rely on somebody else to cap you at where you're at you can go out and just make it and kind of do anything that you want and i know we have let me pull up the list because this list is extensive here. but also i know i I wrote a lot of it (laughs) but also like um there's also so much emotion tied to money which isn't necessarily the school system's fault this is like a different subject which Mm -hmm. i do want to do a podcast on like abundance mentality for kids Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. raising your kids and what we want to do um but anyways like it like now nowadays just within most people's lives so you go to like through target and you hear the people you can't buy that that's way too overpriced Ooh, way too expensive man. way too overpriced yeah and i do say that sometimes at elsa dolls like i feel like i've said this in another podcast but it's like 35 something 50 bucks like that's stupid yeah, but, but there's it's a big like, difference yeah okay. you can only make so much money when you pursue regular jobs which again there's nothing wrong with it but yeah. we don't want to have emotion tied to to money income. Yeah, yeah we don't want we don't want emotion tied to money you shouldn't feel a certain way about money Okay, money should just be a thing. It should just be an object. It should really be a tool. Yeah. Money should be. Um, no, that thing with the store is huge, though, because I used to walk through, and Annabelle would hear somebody say, oh, that's too expensive, and she would actually ask me, Daddy, is that expensive? And i say, no, that's not expensive. None like, of it is. None of it's expensive. Yeah. But I would tell her, is it worth it, though? Yeah. There's a difference. There's a difference between being expensive and then being worth whatever it is that you're paying for. Yeah. You know? Like, that. That's that's that, that, there, to me, there's, like, a clear value yeah and so the other thing that we really want to instill in our kids is that time is much more important than money yeah so with the school system and just going to school it's like time is wasted there's so much wasted time when you have to switch between classes when you have your days are spread out over like four or five hours a lot of that is just moving parts you know Mm -hmm. with the with Mm -hmm. how the school is ran Um, And again, I know that not homeschooling is not for everybody. Okay. Some parents like they're not equipped. So I'm not going to say hundred percent of everyone should homeschool. I do not think that. Um, But anyways, I think that like time is the most valuable commodity and we want to show our kids that. Yeah. I always try to tell people, and this, this is anybody that comes to us that either works with us or asks for advice or things like that. Or like same thing with my kids, although the concept's a little difficult for them to understand at this point, but you always have to understand that like, you know, money flows both ways in and out. 
but time only flows one way. Yeah. You only lose time. You don't yeah. get time back unless you buy it like in the future, like by hiring people or whatever. That's a whole nother podcast. But mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to show them is that like, you know, time, time is one of those things that you just, you don't get back. So yeah. we need to spend the time doing the things that are like the most important to us. Yeah. And the other thing about it is that this is huge. Okay. So failure is a path towards success. In fact, mm -hmm. it's not just a path. It is a requirement. And so that is the opposite. This is like probably up there with like my top three reasons. I don't know what the rest are, but why we homeschool is like yeah. so the school system. It's really discourages failing for obvious reasons. Absolutely. There's like grades, which I'm not against grading necessarily. Um, there's such a heavy emphasis placed on it. And if you get a C, D or F, like I always did, you're dumb. You're labeled as dumb mm -hmm. and you're mm -hmm. sort of like made fun of in a way, you know, you I don't yeah, know. There's a lot of shame sure. around it. Like you want to flip your, come on. I don't, Doug never had this issue. He always got A's, but right away, flip my paper on my desk. Didn't want to look at it. Yeah. I was that kid and yeah. you know, whatever. I was I'm like taking a picture with it. <laughs> Hell no. Okay. I was like so shameful. But anyways, like you could say, oh, I'm projecting that negative experience onto my kids. Everyone does no matter what, like they, everyone projects their own experience onto their kids, but I digress. Dude, 100%. So yeah. Like, so let's not even go there. Like, yeah, okay. let's not. But like failure is not something that's encouraged. And what we found in business is like the more we fail, the more we succeed. That's just an entrepreneurial way. Yeah. Um, and so we want to see our kids failing all the time. Yeah. I know it's, that's weird. You, you have to, you have to have the list of things that you think is going to work. And the only way you're going to find out which one works is if you off. cross them off. Yeah. But in school, like if you just start crossing things off, you just keep getting worse grades and then you get held back because people think you're dumb. Yeah. It's like, that's just, it's not, I don't know. It's just not where it's at. Yeah. And so the other things that we really like about homeschooling too is actually socialization. So mm -hmm. this is a, a biggest thing, the biggest misconception that I had. Okay. And Doug. Oh, me too. Absolutely. Because Doug, especially you were like in baseball, you did tennis, you did yeah. lots no, of I social did tons things. Of different sports, I did too. I did things. Girl Scouts and church and like tried volleyball. I sucked, but I was doing like different mm -hmm. types of organized things and also going to school. And so we both were like, well, what about, we started looking that up, you know, what about like, how are they going to meet other kids? Like mm -hmm. we're not, mm -hmm. a, we're not like the family that's like, let's just hang out with each other 24 seven. Like a lot of homeschool families that got like a million kids. I'm not against it. I think it's so cool to yeah. have a big family. I yeah. think it's amazing. Um, but we don't really, we have three kids. Like, we're not there, you know? And so mm -hmm. we're not like, let's just hang out with each other all the time. Yeah. But what we learned after doing some, uh, obviously an intense amount of research is that kids should be learning to socialize in different situations with all yeah, aged, people. all ages, like being forced to sit in a grade for however long, a decade plus with the same aged people. It's hard. Like if you meet any kid and I'm not like knocking a bunch of kids, like honestly, but a lot of kids that I, maybe I'm, I don't know, but a lot of kids that I meet on my everyday basis, they don't look me in the eye. They can't, they hold, can't a hold a conversation. They're, they can't talk. They're, I mean, and parents hand, say that they're shy, which is another story that I, I, know. Let's I don't not, know. Let's not really project yeah, we're not things go on your kids. Yeah. But, but no, it, it, it is a thing where it's like repetitions. Okay. You need reps. You need repetitions yeah. and experiences with, elderly with, with people, other young people, people to learn how to kids. interact. Yeah. I was always around people of different ages because my mom ran a business herself for a little while, which is like a little lesser known secret. And I was around people of all different ages. And so yeah. I got to experience that. But when you are in school all the time, and you never get around people that are older than you or that are younger than you to learn how to interact with those things. When you're put in that situation, you don't know what to do. Yeah. And, and not all and kids. That, okay. No, yeah. Of course yeah. it's not all kids, but that persists through life. Yeah. Like that's a whole thing. Like you all the way up until 18, you've only hung out with people your own age. So when you're an 18 year old trying to go in and work with people that are older, you're just it's like, intimidating. You're, yeah, it's super intimidating. Yeah. You're scared to interact with those kinds of people. And like, we don't want our kids to have to feel yeah. that way. And they already don't. Yeah. Like they're, they're already in so many situations where it's just mainly adults. 
that like they're perfectly fine talking to adults whether yeah. it's like for better or worse but honestly but. there are i'm just gonna say like there are a lot of public school private school doesn't matter like regular school kids that can talk to a lot of people because a lot of people might watch this and be like well my kids in public school and they speak to any age kid, person you know and that is the true but i think like for the majority of the time like mm-hmm. most kids i meet and the most kids i went to school with they have an issue with like communication yeah. You know, so I don't think socialization means that you have to go sit in a classroom with the same age kids for 10 plus years yeah. and you're check the box on socialization. You know, there's other ways yeah. which we had to learn because we didn't know either. Yeah. So now um, look, we're not I mean, I'll, I'll kind of jump into this here. Like we're not saying we're the best. No, we're not saying we know everything. No, no, no. We're not saying we know every single subject. Like it happens all the time. Haley posts something on homeschool, and they're like, "What are you going to do about biology? Or what are you going to do when it comes to chemistry?" Biology, you suck at science, Haley. I'm like, you know what? I do. Yeah, I know. And yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, so like one of the misconceptions about homeschool and about the things, and and this, yeah, is that you have to do it all yourself. You have to teach it yourself, but that's not the case. And what you can do instead is you can hire out, or you can find people to teach it. Or yeah. you can find people to it's be able to help with It's just learning. That. Like, people think yeah. that the only way you learn is through school. Like, YouTube has taught me more about life than <laughs> legit the, the school that I went yeah. to. The expensive private schools yeah. I went to. And there's there's so many different ways to be able to learn. There's, like, events you can go to and classes you can go mm-hmm. to and take your kids to so that they can learn that kind of stuff. And this isn't something we wrote down, but it's something I kind of made the connection with. It's that, like, by teaching our kids that, by showing them, like, that, hey, I don't know everything. We should go find somebody that does. They'll learn how to do that in the future, too. Yeah. Okay, they'll learn how to be able to go to outside resources when they need something, when it's in, like, business or things. I know it sounds mm-hmm. like a far stretch, but by setting that precedent, you know, that not one person knows everything. Like, teachers aren't the smartest, okay? We're not the smartest. You need to learn everything from everybody, and you need to be able to open that up. That's such a big thing to have to be able yeah. to do. But anyways, yeah, at the end of the day, like our biggest, the thing that we value the most when educating our kids is having them be Mm self-reliant and independent thinkers apart from everybody else, not relying on other people to feed them information or knowledge for them to seek it out themselves. So we don't know how we're going to do that. Okay. We're brand new. Our eldest is five. So I'm not saying that we know anything. We don't, but we just know. I, I don't know. Honestly, some people might say what we're doing is taking a risk. I'd rather take this risk. Yeah. Then repeat like the types of things that I was conditioned yep. to, I don't know, learn and know when I was a child. So hundred percent. But yeah. So what, what else do I say? That was it. Um, we also really like real quick. We also really like the fact that our kids can work alongside us. Like obviously mm-hmm. they don't like make reels or they don't like make YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. Although some kids do. Mine do not. Yeah. Um, they're in some of mine, but like we like that they can see us working hard. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, working on a farm kind of work ethic, but they can see that we make money mm-hmm. digitally. We're able to, mm-hmm. tr- they don't understand obviously, but live and work from anywhere mm-hmm. um, and be with them and work alongside them. Like it's just something that since we have this privilege, I know yeah. it is a privilege that we want to do. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's always hard to try to explain to, you know, our kids that other people leave somewhere for a long period of time to do work without their kids ever around. And they come back and they see them only for a few hours a day. And, it's something I think Annabelle's starting to catch on to. Yeah, she really and is. She it's getting really a little is. weird. She, like, yeah, honestly. and she's starting to recognize these things, and it's really hitting home. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But um, if you, not to try to segue this too much, but if 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 you want to be able to learn how to do this kind of stuff, and you know you're thinking, oh, I want to be able to homeschool, or I want to be able to stay with my kids, 
you know, I want to make a little bit of income on the side. Again, we talked about it in the beginning. We do have this challenge. It's a free challenge. You just sign up and you go through these trainings and there's worksheets and yeah. stuff. It's like a, a really it, in-depth, like five yeah. day challenge. Each day is like an hour long training. So it's pretty yeah. good. And it, it's going to teach you how you can make money online and how you can hit potentially six figures in 12 months. It's a real strategy. And this isn't like, this is not like an MLM thing. Okay. No. Not knocking it. It's not nothing a, like knocking that. network marketing. But. It's like an actual business strategy that yeah. we use for ourselves and that we teach our students. We're giving away for free because we want you guys to have that opportunity. We yeah. want you guys to get it kind of a taste of it. So that links down below. Um, Haley, did you have anything else? On no, I do, but I'm not going to go there. Okay. Well, I gotta maybe, wake up the sweaty maybe we'll save it for the next <laughs> podcast. But um, yeah, if you guys are on YouTube and you like it, like it. If you guys are listening on Apple podcasts or something, leave a review. Yes. It really helps. It's awesome. We really like the feedback. If you guys have feedback, leave comments. DM us, Digital Income Family, on Instagram. And I think that's yeah, it. We'll see right? you in our next one. We'll see you guys one. next one. Bye, guys.